good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, Jesus said. That was your sweet little Jesus that said that. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. I want you to get that. Man, get that. It's incredible. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Jesus said a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And Jesus said, I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. Say every idle word. Jesus said the words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. I want to start our lesson today by talking about what gossip is. I love what Pastor Rick Warren says about gossip. He says gossip is when we are talking with a person who is neither part of the problem or part of the solution. Yeah. He said if we are talking to someone about something and they are neither part of the problem nor part of the solution, then, then, then Rick Warren says we are probably participating in gossip. Isn't that good? that good. Somebody said gossip is, is hearing something you like about somebody you don't like. Well, the dictionary says that gossip is idle talk or rumor, especially about the personal or private affairs of others. So, so let's take a few moments this morning and talk about gossip. There are four things I want to talk about concerning this subject of gossip today. First of all, I want us to talk about the rebuke. The rebuke, and the Bible is filled with rebuke about gossip. And I could stand up here for a long time today and recite a lot of different passages of Scripture rebuking gossip. But let me just, let me just read a few verses of many. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 and 37, a part of our text. Jesus said, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. Remember, the definition of gossip is idle talk or rumor. Jesus said, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. And Jesus said, the words that you speak will either acquit you or they will condemn you. The wisdom writer wrote in Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 18, slandering others makes you a fool. James wrote in James chapter 1 and verse 26, if you you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is Useless. The Bible says in 3 John and verse number 9, I like it, what it, how it says it in the Message Bible. It says, Diotrephes, who loves being in charge. I just love the Bible, don't you? I just love the Bible. Diotrephes, who loves being in charge, the writer says, denigrates my counsel. And he said, if I come, you can be sure of one thing. I'm going to hold him accountable for spreading vicious rumors about us. Wow. And then Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 19 says that God hates a false witness and a person who sows discord. Well, I believe the Bible makes it abundantly clear. Gossip is not acceptable, that God hates it. And friend, one day God will Judge it. Let's talk about something else this morning concerning gossip. Let's talk about the reasons. 
Talk about some reasons. And let me ask you this morning, why in the world would anyone choose to participate in gossip? Well, let me give you five reasons why people gossip. One reason why some people gossip is because of pollution. Pollution. You say, what are you, what are you talking about? Pastor, well, Jesus said in Luke chapter 6 and verse 45, Jesus said a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. But Jesus said an evil person will produce evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And Jesus said what you say flows from what's in your heart. Well, I want us to get this this morning. Listen. Listen, I want us to get this this morning. Get this right here. Jesus said, what you say, the words that come out of your mouth, Jesus said they flow from what's down in the inside of your heart. If you want to know what's in a person's heart, if you want to know what a person is really about, oh, they may tell you or put on a show or try and present one thing, but if you want to know what's really in their heart, all you got to do is hang around and listen to what comes out of their mouth because Jesus says what comes out of our mouth flows from what's down within us. Wow. Wow. Some people gossip, and especially those who are vicious, there are all kinds of gossipers, but some gossipers are absolutely vicious. And these kind of people, these kind of gossipers, they gossip because of pollution. It's because, it's because their heart is polluted. Their heart is polluted. And Jesus said that the words that come out of our mouth flow directly from what is in our heart. And so because that their heart is polluted, because their heart is corrupt... Somebody said it this way, whatever's in the well will come out in the bucket. Whatever's in the well will come out in the bucket. You can throw a bucket tied to a rope down into a well, and when you draw it out, whatever is in that well, that is what is going to be in the bucket. Well, friend, the words that we speak are the bucket. And it has been filled up from what is in our heart. Think of it this way. This is, this is incredible this morning. Think, think about this. When you're sick and, and you go to the doctor, what is, what is one of the very first things that he, the doctor tells you to do when he begins to examine you? What does he tell you? Stick out your tongue. You're going to the doctor. Your foot hurts. He says, stick out your tongue. Your head hurts. Stick out your tongue. Doc, it ain't my tongue. It hurts. But he tells you, stick out your tongue. Why? Because he can tell a whole lot about your physical health by examining your tongue. And so it is with our spiritual health. We can tell much about the spiritual health of an individual by examining their tongue. Is that good or what? Is that good or what? I'm going to say it till you agree with me. Is that good or what? James chapter 3 verse 6 through 12. James says the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness. 
corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. James said people can tame all kinds of animals. You have a dancing bear, you have a lion jump through fire. You can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. But no one can tame the tongue. Wow! James said it's easier to get a lion to jump through a hoop of fire than it is to tame somebody's tongue. We may not be able to tame it, but boy, I'd sure like to tame it down. Amen? People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but nobody can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those that have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. James says, does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, and you cannot draw fresh water from a salty spring. Notice another reason why people gossip. Some people gossip because of pride. Pride causes some people to gossip. Because of pride, some people like to reveal what they know. They like to show off to other people that they are, they are in the know. They're in the know, man. They know something that nobody else knows. And they want to be first to tell it. This inside information makes them feel important. Proverbs 20 and 19 says, A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around them. This kind of gossiper will tell you, Now don't tell anyone. I got, man, I got some news. I got some information, man. But, but listen, listen, you, you, you can't tell anybody. And the reason why they tell you don't tell anybody is because they want to tell everybody. They don't want you stealing their thunder. They want everybody to know they're in the know. Another reason why some people gossip is because of pain. You see, hurting people hurt people. Remember, whatever is in our heart will come out of our mouth. And if our heart is filled with hurt, and if our heart is filled with pain, if we have allowed the problems and difficulties and traumas of life to poison our hearts, then this venom, this poison that is down deep in our heart will make its way up unto our lips and will roll off of our tongue. Now, our lesson today is about losing our gossip. But let, let, let me take a little sidebar here. And, and let, let, me, let me say this this morning. There's always a reason why people act the way they act. There's always a reason why people are like they are. Now, please hear me this morning. I'm not giving the gossip a, a get-out-of-jail-free card this morning. That's not what I'm doing this morning. But listen, there's even a reason why some people gossip. If hurting people hurt 
people, then, then, then maybe we, we should try and heal the hurt. Instead of just judging them for the way they are. Boy, I'm getting absolutely no help today. I said if hurting people hurt people, then maybe we ought to try and heal their hurt instead of just judging them for the way they are. When somebody you love or somebody you are forced to to spend a lot of time with, when when they constantly say the very same negative things over and over and over again, maybe you ought to be very, maybe you should very, very gently and very lovingly say gently and lovingly. Maybe you should very gently and very lovingly say to them, hey man, what's going on? What's what's going on here? You you keep bringing this up. You, you, You keep saying this. Uh, something over and, and over. what's really what's really going on? What, what, what is the root of all this? I don't really think that what you're talking about is what it's really all about. What, what, what's really going on? What's the root of all this? Can I help you with this? Do you need to talk to somebody about this? Proverbs 15 and 4 in the Message Bible says that kind words heal and help. Where cutting words wound and maim. And then notice another reason why that some people gossip. Some people gossip simply out of pastime. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just pastime. Some people just have, just have too much time on their hands. And they fill up their time by talking on the phone or texting or, or, or meeting friends for coffee or a meal that lasts two or three, or three hours or, or, or spending uh, countless time on Facebook. And by the way, Facebook is the latest method of gossip. Facebook, it's the latest method for gossip. And I am, I am absolutely amazed... At what people are willing to post on Facebook for the whole world to see. Let me encourage you today please use wisdom in what you post on Facebook. And let me encourage you today don't, don't, don't air your dirty laundry or don't air somebody else's dirty laundry on Facebook. And please, please use kindness and use love. And please consider other people's feelings in what you post. See, I'm truly concerned about the negative potential of Facebook. Not preaching against Facebook, not telling you Facebook is from the devil. Amen. I want to tell you that everything that comes along, we can either use it for good or we can use it for bad. We can either use it for God or we can use it for the enemy. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it as a... Big time negative potential. Please be responsible. And then notice one last thing that people, or one last reason why people gossip. Some people gossip because of persuasion. Persuasion. The psalmist said in Psalm 31 and 13, I have heard the many rumors about me. My enemies conspire against me, plotting to take my life. And David said in Psalm 109, verse 2 through 4, he said, The wicked slander me and they tell lies about me. They surround, they surround me with hateful words. They fight against me for no reason. They try and destroy me with accusations. 
Some people's some people gossip and spread rumors in order to persuade people to see things the way they see them. I had a lady in my church years ago who, who would always tell the group that she was leading. She was the leader over this particular group and she was always telling the group she was leading, Pastor said he wants it done this way. Pastor said this or that or something else. When in fact I never said anything like that at all. She wanted this. She wanted that. She wanted it done this way or that way. She wanted it done or not done. And when her group didn't want to do what she wanted them to do, she would play the pastor card. And she would say, Pastor said... She said this hoping that although they were not willing to do it for her, hoping that they would be willing to do it if Pastor asked them to do it. Sometimes people gossip. Sometimes people embellish stories. Sometimes people downright lie in order to persuade people to do what they want them to do. To think the way they are thinking. To see something the way that they see it. Let's talk about something else about gossip. Let's talk about the response. Please listen to me this morning. There's some incredible stuff in this little lesson today. Here's a question for you this morning. How do you respond when people try and gossip to you? How do you respond? You see, here's what we don't often think about. Here's what I don't think we we don't get, we don't grasp, we don't understand. You see, not only will the gossiper be judged, and hear me, according to the word of the Lord, the gossiper will be judged. But not only will the gossiper be judged, but all of us are going to be judged on how we responded to the gossip. And let me just suggest three responses to gossip this morning. The first response is, first thing we could do, we could receive it. Somebody tries to tell us something, somebody tries to gossip, we could just receive it. And how do we respond to people when they try and tell us some juicy gossip? Do our ears pick up? Do our eyes light up? Do we encourage the gossiper with our enthusiasm? I mean, we're so enthused about the gossip, they tell us more than they even know. Let me tell you something this morning. The long tongue would soon grow shorter if it weren't for all the big ears. Listen, friend, before you offer your ears to the gossiper, remember this Spanish proverb. Spanish proverb goes like this. Whoever gossips to you will also gossip about you. Another response to gossip is you can recite it. Yeah, you can, you can recite it. The problem with gossip is it never stops. It's like the snowball when you, when you keep rolling it in the snow and it gets bigger and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. R.G. Letourneau was the head of a very large company that manufactured large earth-moving equipment. He said that they made a huge dirt scraper known as the Model G. Model G. And somebody asked him one day what the G stood for, and he said it stood for gossip. 
He said, because just like gossip does, he said, this machine can move a whole lot of dirt in a short amount of time. Talk about the response to gossip now. You can receive it, you can recite it, or you can reject it. You can reject it. Proverbs 15 and 28 says, the heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. But the mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words. Let me help you a little bit this morning to respond to the gossiper. Because I'm telling you that the gossip will come around. There will be opportunity for you. There will be people that will try and tell you things, influence you in the realm of gossip. And so you need some help in responding to the gossip. So here are a few things that you could say uh, that will help you change the course of the conversation. When somebody tries to gossip to you, you could say, I'm feeling very uncomfortable with this conversation. You didn't call him a jerk. You didn't call him a gossip. You didn't, you just, you just, I, I, I'm feeling really uncomfortable with this conversation. How many know that's going to change it? Here's another thing you could, when somebody tries to, to, to gossip to you, you could, you could tell them, you know, if so-and-so knew that we were talking about them like this, they'd really, really be hurt. Here's one. You could say, have you talked to this person about this? Have you talked to this person about this? Where would you get this information? you wouldn't mind me telling them what you said, would you? May I quote you on this? Hey, hey, you might just interrupt them in the midst of their gossip and say, but, but, but you know what I appreciate most about this person? And then just say something positive and start talking positive about, about that person. And how in the world are they going to keep throwing dirt and dumping dirt when you say, but you know, you know, boy, you know what I like best and most about this person? And just start bringing up some good things about that individual. And, and here are some things to consider before lending your ear to somebody who wants to spew venom. Ask yourself these questions. Ask yourself before listening to someone, what is the character? What is the character of the person that's trying to tell me something here? What is their character? You know, if, if they're known to spread more news than the, you know, CNN, you know, Fox, I mean, you know. Ask yourself another question. Does this person have anything to gain by what they're saying? They're talking about somebody or they're talking about a situation or a circumstance. Do they have anything to gain by what they are saying? Are they prejudiced about this situation? Are they trying to influence me to see something their way? Another question you could ask is, Does this person have a a grudge or hold ill feelings towards the person they are talking about? And then this is maybe one of the best ones of all. What is the character of the one being spoken about? 
They're talking about John Smith. All right, let me think. Now, what is the character of John Smith? They're, they are talking about John Smith. They're telling me how bad John Smith is. They're, they're, they're throwing dirt on John Smith. Let me think here a minute about the, what is the character of the one being spoken about. And is what they are saying, does that line up with what I know about them? Hear me this morning, friend. Not only will the gossiper be judged, so will the person who chooses to listen. Be very careful how you respond to gossip. Let's look at one more thing about gossip today. Let's talk about the results. And there are four different results I want to talk about about gossip this morning. The results. The first one is that inaccurate information is dispersed. Inaccurate information is dispersed. Twenty years ago, I moved my family to Midland, Texas, and I started a church from scratch. Let me tell you, there was not a parade leading me into town. And when I got there, I discovered that there were some people, not all, but there were some people who attended the other two Assemblies of God churches in that town that didn't want me there. And we're mad that I was coming. They didn't want a third Assemblies of God church in Midland, Texas, although Midland had 100,000 people with only two Assemblies of God churches. The attendance of both churches combined was less than 500. So that left me 99,500 people that didn't go to an Assemblies of God church, and we don't need you. Not everybody, but some. And some of those AG people really became angry at me when my church began to grow immediately. And I'll never forget, one day I was at a funeral. I'd been in Midland for about five years or so, and and a member from one of the other two Assemblies of God churches in town came up to me after the funeral and talked to me, and this man said to me, he said, I need to apologize to you. I said, brother, why in the world would you need to apologize to me? I don't even know you. He said, I attend another AG church in town. And he said, I need to apologize to you. I said, why? He said, I have hated you for five years. I don't even know him. I mean, I can imagine people hating me that know me, you know. But I said, brother, I don't even know you. He said, I have hated you for five years. He said, I was given inaccurate information about you. He said, I listened to the gossip about you and I believed it. He said, I know you don't know me, but I've been watching you for five years. Wow. I mean, when I go into a store, I look around and see if my members are around so I know what I need to be nice or not, you know. But, <laughs> but my goodness, when you've got to be nice, you know, no, no, nobody even, you know, the, the, there's people that, don't even, that I don't know that know me, you know. I'm just teasing with you a little bit, come on. 
He said, I've been watching you for five years, he said. And he said, you are nothing like what I was told you were. And I want you to know I'm sorry. What are some of the results of gossip? Gossip dispenses inaccurate information. Another result of gossip is innocent people are hurt. You see, it's impossible to gossip without hurting innocent people. Think think about the children of the person you are gossiping about. Do you think it doesn't hurt them to hear what is being said about their parents? Do you know how many preacher's kids hate church? Because some of the good folks of the church wounded and hurt and spoke evil and lied about their father. And they knew it was a lie because they knew daddy. They didn't just see pastor so-and-so. They saw him as daddy. How about the person that's being gossiped about? They're being gossiped about. Inaccurate information is being said and spread about them. Do you not know how damaging this is to them? And let me tell you something, just from my heart today. It hurts just as bad or even worse when good people believe what's being said. See, gossipers don't offend me. I know it's coming from a well of poison. There's always going to be a gospel. I don't care if it's church. I don't care if you're standing in line at the grocery store. I don't care if you're standing around the water cooler. There's gossip. There's gossipers everywhere you go. It's nothing new. And that, you know, I don't like it. I don't like it. But let me tell you something that hurts worse than a vicious gossiper. It is somebody that you have loved. Somebody that you have stood by them. Somebody that you have walked through hell itself with them. And then they will listen to somebody that's vicious. Another result of gossip is increase in strife. Increase in strife. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 28 a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Proverbs 25 and 23, a gossiping tongue stirs up anger. Proverbs 6 verse 19, God hates the false witness who pours out lies and a person who sows discord in a family. Have you ever been at a family gathering and all is well? Everybody's joking and laughing and fine. And there's a light atmosphere and it's an awesome and a wonderful time. And everybody's good, having a good time and oh, everything is just wonderful until... And every family has one. Bless your heart, some people, families have two. Until that certain someone shows up. And you know, when they show up, there's going to be conflict. The results of gossip. How about number four, influence on others? Gossip always influences somebody. 
James chapter 3 and verse 5, the tongue is a small thing. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. Someone asked a pastor, if you were not a pastor, what would you be? Huh. He said, that's easy. He said, I'd be a fireman. I said, a fireman? That's interesting. Why a fireman? He said, as a pastor, you have to be an expert at putting out fires. People need to understand that, that not only will they be judged by what they do and what they say. And hear me one more time this morning. We will be judged about what we do and what we say. But not only will we be judged by what we do and what we say, but all of us will also, uh, amen, be, be judged and have to take responsibility for how we influenced other people. The older I get, the more I understand the significance of my influence on other people. Things that I would use to just say because it was curt, it was smart, it was funny, it was cutting, it was whatever. It just showed how quick I was and how sharp I was. First of all, I'm not as quick and sharp as I used to be. (laughs) But the older I get, the more I realize that though I might you know, get a few points for that curt or smart or funny or cutting or whatever, you know, uh, quick response. I might get a, you know, a little bit for that. But the damage I've done far outweighs the fact that somebody thinks, wow, he's quick. He's quick on his feet. And then I, I'm still actually pretty sharp and pretty quick. But I know who I'm talking to. I don't talk to everybody the same way. I know who I'm talking to. And I know who knows me and who understands me and knows that that's not his heart and that's not, you know, it's just a funny thing he said or whatever. He really don't mean. I know my audience. And, not, and, and all of us in leadership, and all of us are, whether you're the head of a church or the head of a family or head of a corporation, we need to understand our audience. And we don't need to say everything. We need to know who we're talking about. Amen? Just a little sidebar there. Just having a little lesson today, all right? Not worrying about a jumping and hooping and hollering today. Good stuff today. I hope you'll take it to heart today. Because we're going to have to take responsibility for how we respond to people when they want to gossip to us and how we take responsibility for how we influence other people. Jesus said in Matthew 18 and 7, Pastor Braden, if you'd come back this morning, just just by yourself. Matthew 18 and 7, listen to this. Wow, this is, man, I I know I've read this a lot. I'm sure I have because I've read Matthew a million times, but I I just don't remember reading this. Isn't that something how the Word of God is? I mean, this is Matthew. You know I read a lot. You know, we all read a lot of Matthew. Come on, you know. Might not be in Leviticus a lot, but we're in Matthew a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus said in Matthew 18 and 7, I know I've read it many times, but it, it just never got a hold of me like it got a hold of me as I read it just this past week. Jesus says, what sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to sin. Listen, 
what sorrow awaits the world because the world tempts people to sin. Jesus said temptations are inevitable. He said temptations are inevitable. But what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting. Do you get that? Does that jump out at you? Does that? Wow. Jesus said what sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to sin. And he said that you're going to have temptation. Temptation is inevitable. But what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting. Well, I'm already over my time this morning. This concludes our series on The Biggest Loser. Today I'm challenging you to lose your gossip. Say, oh, there must be a lot of gossip going on in the church. You know what? As far as I know, there's not right now. I mean, there's got to be because there's people here. You know, I, I could have preached this a few months ago and people would have a right to think I was pointing and shooting and all that. Come on. I, this doctor practiced preventive medicine. Instead of trying to fix something that's broke, why not do some maintenance along the way? Keep it breaking down. So I, I'm not doing this because I know something or I'm trying to fix something or there's a problem somewhere. I'm doing it because actually the Lord laid it on my heart because if you look at last week's bulletin, you'll see that it said I was going to preach on something else. haven't necessarily had the emotion today that we normally have. We haven't had quite the stir or whatever today. But listen, we've had some good, solid teaching today that we can take and apply to our life. I'm going to ask you to do that today. I'm going to ask you to do that today. You know, you can only put so much on the back of a bulletin, so if you didn't get all of it today, get that get the CD I'm going to go to Hawaii for vacation this year if I sell enough CDs I can go free I'm just kidding I don't get a penny from the CDs unlike a lot of preachers one time a friend of mine was conducting a revival he was selling this back when we sold tapes he was selling his tapes for five dollars and I being the smart aleck I am and he was doing his little commercial I said I was evangelist too and I said mine's only three dollars he said well you know what yours are worth brother I don't get anything from it if you didn't get all of it this morning you need to hear it again I just encourage you to fill out the, whatever it is you fill out now Father, we thank you today for the word of the Lord today.